Yo, yo, welcome to another episode of the one and only Minnesota Sports Podcast. Today, I'm joined, of course, by Bailey Greenman. What's up? And our special guest host today is Sam Wetzel. Thank you for coming in again, Sam. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Well, today we have a lot to talk about. We have the Vikings. We're going to sprinkle in some Gophers football. And, of course, the usual slate of the Twins, Wild, Minnesota United, and the Timberwolves. So let's start with the NFL. With the roster cut of 53 and the season starting up next week against the Packers, there were some notable moves that happened and i can already see bailey's reactions coming out it hurts my yes, it does so let's start to to hurt bailey's feelings kellen mond and sean mannion were both cut what are your reactions even, on that don't put sean mannion with kellen mond first off i don't care about minion like i told everybody last week but mind, it just hurts me. I've been seeing this guy every week for the past probably year now, besides uh, off season. But uh, he's just a good kid. I loved talking with him, picking his brain, especially when they fired Zimmer. Now, that was a funny day for what he said. But uh, I don't know. It hurts. I was hoping that we could get him on the practice squad and uh, – it's unfortunate because he said he would do my podcast, but now I'm kind of thinking like, man, did he say that knowing he was going to get cut just to look like a nice guy and get a fan? Uh, anyways, it really, it really hurts. He was yeah, a good guy. For sure. For sure. And I love the, the emotional attachment that you have from him, but I want to turn it over to Sam, who's got more of an analytical standpoint on this. <laughs> What do you think of the, the cut, not only of Kellen Mond, but Sean Mannion? Um, I guess I didn't see a lot from Mond to make me want to keep him. Yeah, he had a lot of raw ability, but how long does it take for that to develop? You know, Can we afford to let him be the third-string quarterback when we you know, could have other people fill in that role? I don't know. I... Honestly, I haven't paid much attention to the Vikings backups in the past years. I just, you know, I personally, I don't like watching preseason games. I think they're not very fun to watch and not a good barometer for the season to come. But yeah, Mond had some raw ability, but I mean, two preseasons and he doesn't have a lot to show for it. And I'm, I can't go inside the mind of the Vikings coaches, but I can't say I'm disappointed that he's gone. And in terms of Sean Mannion, I don't think he was anything more than like a veteran uh, presence in the locker room. We saw when he played against the Packers last year when Cousins was out with COVID that he also didn't do much and our offense was anything but uh, proactive and productive. So if they started Mond in that game, things would have changed. Chill. <laughs> Maybe would not have lost by 28 what? points. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's move forward. Third round pick. 
He's only twenty four. Like I do, I do like Nick Mullins though. So I would rather have Nick Mullins. Yes, I don't so know. That... Everyone said Mond had a strong arm, but I mean, every quarterback that makes the NFL has a strong arm. So that's true. Yeah, that is true. And and Bales hit it right on the head. We signed Nick Mullins to be our backup quarterback, and him having experience not only as a backup but starting for a couple of games and putting the team on his back, having the offense under under him, it he can get wins for you. So not saying that Kirk Cousins is going to get injured. I hope he doesn't. But if he does for a couple of games, it's good to have that security blanket of Nick Mullins to carry us to at least a solid outing on the offensive end. Um, but another big trade that we made, and I love how we're making these trades with our new GM. He just traded for Jalen Reger, a former first-round pick for the 2023 seventh-round pick and 2024 fourth-round pick. In his career, he's played 28 games, has 111 targets, 64 receptions out of the 111 targets, 695 yards, 10.9 yards per reception, and three touchdowns. Hearing his stat line, seeing him from time to time, what are your guys' initial reactions for the trade of Jalen Reger? I have some thoughts. Sam, you take the wheel. I don't think Rager is a great receiver. I'm just going to say that to start. Um, he's got he's got great athletic ability, great measurables. Um, I think he could fit well as a punt returner. We haven't really had a good punt returner since uh, Cheryl's left, uh, and we gave that role to other people. But Marcus, I think the ceiling for Rager is he can be kind of a Cordero Patterson, Percy Harvin type role on our offense, which kind of makes sense given the new offensive minded coaching staff. And I assume we're going to be more creative on the offensive side of the ball. And we kind of could use a gadget guy like that, but I think more real, more realistically, he'll just be kind of a change of pace option. Maybe line him up in the backfield, maybe out in the slot. Um, I don't think he'll offer much more than being a part returner. Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, so obviously we all know he was drafted one pick ahead of the man, Justin Jefferson. Jay Jettis. That was awesome because you see the videos of the Vikings going crazy. The front office was going crazy when they picked Rager over Jay So, um... It's kind of crazy how he's been always compared to JJ and now he's on the same team. I'm guessing a lot of people are saying that. But I do think I agree with Sam where he is going to be a gadget guy. He has speed. Um, he's going to have a good wide receiver coach. Maybe he could turn things around. I think he just had solid depth. I mean, we lost Amir Smith's Marset because of him. That one kind of hurts because he was kind of the same, but he was like a fifth-round draft pick. Um, 
but I think it's a great move. I mean, the one bad thing is, is if you look at uh, what Dallas got for Amari Cooper, we probably played more, paid more for Jalen Rager than Amari Cooper. So that one, but it's also not that bad. Okay, well, uh, before we continue on, I want to put in my perspective of not like two years ago, he was a first-round pick. And being a first-round pick compared to a fourth and seventh-round pick, it, it shows the athletic ability you have and what you bring to the field. So to get Jalen Rager, and if he's a gadget guy, so be it. You know, I think being a gadget guy on our on our offense, I don't even think he's going to be the number three receiver because Bales is big on KJ Osborne. <laughs> we all know that from last week. And I think that if he can return one or two plus touchdowns from a punt or a kick return, that will make the more of a difference because – we had Kenny and Gongwu, which it's good to have a guy that has experience, but it was only in college that he has that experience. Compared to Jalen Reger, he's a first-round pick with that athletic ability. He has more to offer on the table compared to even Kenny and Wangwu because he was, you know, a fourth, fifth-round pick out of out of. Uh, the draft so he uh he returned kicks for us last year though oh in long room yeah yeah he had two kick return touchdowns oh damn <laughs> there there i go again i, I, I get only punt. only kick return he didn't kick return punts yeah so. punt returns are a little bit harder because you have to Something, do hopefully it sticks yeah you have to miss one or you have to make one or two people miss in punt return so Hopefully, Jalen Rager is able to make that big impact that Cordero Patterson made and Marcus Sherrill's made on the return game. And he's not going to be – I don't see him being leaned on too much as a receiver, more so in special teams. Yeah. Reports out of Philadelphia, too, were that he was having a great camp uh, and that he was first one in, last one out, so – He's not uh, underperforming for lack of working hard. I think he just hasn't put it together, and some players are late bloomers, and maybe he's just someone that just doesn't pan out in the NFL. Yeah. Good coach. He's dropped a lot of passes, and I think that's been his biggest struggle. But, uh, I mean, obviously we're going to not only have three wide receiver sets, we're going to have four wide receiver sets. And if or Smith is good to go, that means, you know, five wide, you know. That's kind of how I'm seeing McConnell's offense running. So I think he is going to get some playing time, and I, I think he is a good, reliable fourth wide receiver. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Third, if, you know, Adam Thielen goes down, anybody else goes down, you know. Yep, for sure. Come on, Bailey. Don't speak that into existence. Yeah, please don't. Not I have him on my healing. fantasy squad. We we all know that. I, I traded for him. And I'm hoping that he, he pans out. He continues with his progress, Adam Thielen. 
You um, won that trade, by the way. Adam Thielen for Marvin Jones. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. AJ is going to have more yards than Adam Thielen. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that one, but we're going to continue on. I I probably should have put this one in before Jalen Reger, but we did get another notable trade for Ross Blacklock. We gave away a six-round pick, but we got Blacklock and a seventh-round pick. Do you guys have any reactions to that one? Great pickup. You can always use some help on the old line if you're a Viking. He's a D lineman. He's a D lineman. Yep. Oh, that's a fail. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I have I have a lot of those, bro. I ha- I, I, I have a lot of those. That's all good. Yeah. Damn. All right, Sam. What do you think about this pick? Pick up. Uh, I don't think it's anything more than just adding some depth to the defense. Uh, most of these. Uh, trades in training camp, I feel like, are trading for guys that would be cut from a team anyway. So he's not going to be starting for us by any means, but our team is lacking depth, especially on defense right now. So having an extra body helps in that regard. And, you know, a sixth or seventh round pick isn't going to make or break a team's future. Yep, for sure. I agree with that. And I'm going to add in hoping to speak it into existence that we get a solid interior lineman on the defense and Dominican Sue. I've been seeing reports that we are the top, the favored team to sign him. I mean, I looked at it. He's 35 years old. He has the resume of what we want and we if we do well in the first couple weeks we could fit his want as a team so do with it what you want sam i i see how you're looking right now you're looking surprised bales already knows that i'm hopeful but what do you think uh, let me ask you this question. What do you think the over-under is for uh, personal fouls for him if he uh, is on a football team this year? Thank you. Five and a half? Oh. Him alone? Over. Yeah. Per game. No, 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 no. In the season. Oh. I'll take an over. The oh, okay. whole season. Yeah, five and a half. I'll, I'll take an over. You know, those 15-yard penalties hurt. It does. But he does give up. He does give the big playability of sacks and i i'll take 10 sacks in a 17 game season he's not gonna get 10 sacks he can create create sacks too not not just him tack him sacking the quarterback but him creating the opportunity for other linemen but we have seen how well McGill has done. We've seen how well Patrick Jones, yes, DN. I know we D tackle. I believe we saw Dalvin Tomlinson who's starting. Harrison Phillips. Harrison Phillips. Like, why do we need to add Dominican Sue to bring in that just personality? It's like a Stefan Diggs, but old and not accomplished anymore. 
not a fan. Just very kind of mouthy and personal fouls, like Sam said. I would not like this pick. I like our defense, our team. You know, Harrison Smith, you don't hear much. Eric Ken, they're quiet guys, but they do what they got to do, and they're a unit. I don't want a big ego coming in to this team. Like, I'm sorry. He did win the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. Wow. A lot of older guys did. All right. Well, he did have a sack and a half in the Super Bowl. So I don't know if he, if we bring him in for an interview and he fits well with the team and he can come off the bench and provide some big plays. That would be all I would want from him. I, I don't know. He's got a fiery personality and causes a lot of drama. So I, I don't think that's a, would be a, a good thing for our team if that's still how he is. I think with his age comes wisdom. So I think he would, especially as a bench player coming in on third downs, I think he brings us the big playability and it also lowers his chances of bringing in the the penalties. With the amount that he, he'll be in the game, now I'm going to change my pick to under five and a half penalties because he's not going to be a starter. Dalvin Tomlinson is a solid starter. So him being a change of pace, dude, I think it would, it would help our depth, especially on defense. And that's where we're hurting most. What cap hit would you be okay with, uh, with us signing him at? 5 million. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad, but. He brings us a big, big name and big plays, but not too much and not too little. He's like so that. He's like Goldilocks. That's right. <laughs> so before we move on to the next sport, let us talk about Minnesota Golden Gophers, Ski Uma, Row the Boat. point favorite coming into New Mexico, and they are demolishing New Mexico right now. What did you say? They were no, it was a negative 36. All right, 36 point, 36 point favorite. Uh, they are up in the beginning of the fourth quarter 38 0. So if they hold up, they will win Minnesota fans some money uh, after seeing a little bit of the game watching Ooh. the first two quarters i saw great moving of the ball i didn't watch too much defense because i i had some stuff to do i was cooking it up i made some curry today but from what the offense has shown our quarterback our sixth year qb maze has been moving the ball and maybe we're an underdog to be a top 25 team. So the total yard right now, sorry guys, is 430 yards, Minnesota, 44, New Mexico State. Ooh. And we uh, just started the fourth quarter. Ooh. Yeah. So what do you guys think about, about the Gophers going into this year? Ah, uh, 
I'm I'm always excited. I mean, the usual trend usually was, you know, we start off three and four and all, and then we lose our conference games. Uh, PJ Flick has really turned this organization around, and I'm happy that we are outplaying a team that we should outplay because that's always been – we've had a lot of close games with teams that are much lower ranked than us. So here to come out and prove, you know, up 38-0, you know, outgaining them by a 1,000% almost, which is crazy. So our defense is looking stout. This New Mexico team, they started off, they had week zero, so they're 0-1, and they are playing like it. Mo Ibrahim is back. His Achilles tear last year was scaring people, but seeing his cuts, he is on fire. Chris Amon Bell, they have a really good solid core that, you know, if they pull out the big games, they could do well. <laughs> I'm excited. Row the boat, ski you muck, go golfers. What do you think, uh, Sam? Being a an alumni of Minnesota, what do you think about the season? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm always skeptical about the Gophers football uh, seasons, just like every Minnesota. Sport. Yeah, I mean, we never seem to be able to recruit the people that come out of our state. Um. You know, we don't show up for big games. I, I don't know. I think it'll be another average season for us. Maybe eight and four, nine and three, maybe probably seven and five. Uh, Tanner Morgan has showed flashes of being a good quarterback, but it seems like ever since uh, Tyler Johnson, Rashad Bateman left, he uh, can't throw effectively anymore. And besides Mo Ibrahim, I don't know if the rest of our offense has enough playmakers to. Uh, Hang tough with the better schools in our conference. Our offensive line is great, which is why partly why Mo Ibrahim is such an effective runner. But again, on the rest of our offense, and I don't think our defense is anything to write home about. I just I don't think there's a ton to be excited about this season. But hopefully they prove me wrong. Yeah. Before before we continue on, I want to say having an eight and four season, nine and three season being an average season for Minnesota sports in, in general, that's pretty good. And I think PJ Fleck has done a good job in rebuilding the team. So that that's just something I got to say for that. Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to touch on was before that wasn't our average. Yeah. But with, it is people come to see him. It's kind of like me when I'm at work bartending. Like, people come to see me. <laughs> like, and just bringing that energy every day and out, it's really revamped. Yep. For this sure. whole. And then I will conflict. I mean, Tanner Morgan's look crisp. Obviously, it's a really bad team. Chris Ahmed Bell, I think, has a potential to be better than Rashad Babin and Tyler Johnson. So, wait, run that back. I think Chris Ottman Bell could be better than Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman, possibly. Really? Whoa, that's big. 
Those are two NFL receivers right there. They are. I mean, Tyler Johnson, I don't think, has a job right now, which I think is bad. I think he got claimed by the Texans, which is basically the same as not having a job. But Yeah. They got Lovey Smith. (laughs) Yeah, and to to end that, that discussion with a nine and three record, we will definitely be top twenty-five. So that that's a that's a bowl appearance for us. Nine and three, eight and four. Depending on the games that we win, at least to go top twenty-five. What's up? I think we'd have to go at least ten and two to be in the top twenty-five. Really? We were we were top five for not. For only a week, but when we beat Penn State, we were top five. We were ten and one, weren't we? Yeah. And then we lost the like one or two games after that, right? And we still ended top twenty-five. Well, we lost Wisconsin and Iowa back to back, or Iowa and then Wisconsin back to back. And we still ended in the top twenty-five. Yeah, because we beat Auburn in the Outback Bowl. Yeah. Here we beat Western Virginia, so we have a bowl streak going where we've won. Yeah, it was the axe too at the state fair because we don't win that most of the time, so that was an awesome thing to see. <laughs> that really was. But yeah. uh, thing like on football for me is obviously go for game seems kind of like a preseason game, but football is back, ladies and gentlemen. For sure. Penn State game going down to the end of the game, back and forth. This is what it's about. It's exciting. We're getting there. Next week, big rivalry game. Oh, it's just Packers. To have football season back. Yep. That's good. That's good. Well, with that, we do have the Packers coming week one for the Vikings. And with all the roster moves that we've made, I'm hoping that we can string some good some good games. And next week, the Gophers have Western Illinois. That looks like a, a good win, but you know Minnesota sports, we never really know. I'm um, I'm happy if we can cover this spread tonight with a 36 point favorite. We're covering it right now. We'll see how the rest of the game goes. But I'm going to cut this episode short and just stick to one one sport. Please join us next time where we're going to talk about the Twins, Wild, Minnesota United, and the Timberwolves. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us the time of day. Thank you for your time. Have a great one. Peace.